Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Tree Walker Talks. Can I raise pigs on it? Okay, this one, uh, the main topic, as you can tell by the title, we'll get into that later, but it's not going to be as well put together as most of them because this is kind of something last minute that I thought of that I kind of wanted to do. Um, we'll work on that, but everything else is pretty packed full. Okay, so the homestead update. It was cold. It was snowy. Then it was warm. And now it's rainy. Um, I think tomorrow's supposed to be like 63 degrees, last I looked, and rain. And it is pouring down right now out there. I've got flooded areas in that. Um, this week, also, we've got uh, Sunday. We're on our rabbit kit watch. Sunday, anytime there, they should start doing, uh, could start having them, the two. We'll see about that. Both of them are new moms, so, you know, could go different. Um, did get the new nesting boxes put inside the cages. And I did record it, but, uh, I had one of my GoPros kind of mess up. And so it recorded audio, but not video. And you really don't need audio of me cutting wire. Okay. Um, if you watched one of the videos, we did get the hornet nest removed from the entranceway to the workshop, which was great. We will probably be uh, candling the silky eggs on Sunday. Today, I am recording this after work again. This is actually Wednesday night. And so that would be Sunday that we're going to do that. I'm still looking. I'd love to get rid of those goats. Um, even try to throw the best thing I could because the youngest, she's raising goats for to sell at, for market goats for the fair. And I said, you know, she's got them off um, the area and they're actually at... Um, her aunt and uncle's house and she has to go there to help take care of them I said if we got rid of the goats here we could widen the door and you could bring your goats here and take care of them right here that was met with some resistance though not from the youngest the youngest thought that'd be great so still looking ways for to do that um, projects um, I need to finish the shelves I did get the shelves put up in the um, workshop so that we can actually start organizing things more but I do need to trim the uh, boards down that go on top of the shelves. I guess so I have the bones of it done, but I have to get the plywood put onto it. Um, I still need to get that incubator built. Um, I didn't get the parts for it. Spent the money elsewhere on other things for the um, shelves in that. Um, would like to get the aquaponic system set up and going out there. You know, as it's getting warmer out, we want to start thinking about that. Um, I'd like to get the fencing kind of trellis put up in a new area so I can do even more beans this year so that they're actually viable to have enough to get several meals out of. Um, I also want to do the cattle panel, panel hoop trellis so that we can get squashes and things growing off of that hopefully so they're not taking up so much ground space. Okay, what's growing? I added a third tier and the shelf in the grow tent um, just so I can get more to go in. I need to get the herbs transplanted and get the uh, tomato the Amish paste tomatoes set um, I do have their seeds I pulled them out of the freezer and they are kind of fermenting a little bit to get the seeds or the skins off of them get those planted and I need to get my um, pepper plants started other than the ones we already have out there okay and I think that's it for the what's growing and everything so let's get on to the main topic so can I raise pigs on it when I'm looking at land anymore that's kind of one of the things I hold it to. You know, do I have enough acreage? Do I have the right land? Can I raise pigs on it? Because that's something I want to do. Um, I'm, I would lean more towards, for me, to go the Cooney Cooney or the American Guinea Hog. 
they take a little bit longer to feed out or to fill out but the the flavor and everything is so much better from what i understand so you know uh, i look at just a few acres and can you do it you could do it you know but you really need like uh, there was a lot for sale up in michigan but it was considered in town and it was an acre could you do hogs on an acre sure i mean you're going to have to bring in your feed you're not going to be able to you know kind of run them and the cooney uh, coonies don't kind of dig as much so they would be good for that but it was considered in town you had neighbors around you so i'm sure that that wouldn't have flown so i kind of ruled that one out and you know that holds good because you know what if i can grow hogs on it i can grow most everything else i want to grow on it i mean would i like to have enough land to grow cattle so that we could have our own beef that'd be great but that's not something i have set in stone because those are big animals Big animals mean a lot to learn to butcher and a lot of infrastructure to keep them fed, watered, and to be able to butcher them. So even if I got a bunch of land right now, I don't know that I would be going into cattle for the foreseeable future, like next couple years. I would probably still stick with chickens, rabbits. I would probably, if I had room, do some uh, like Muscovy ducks because they're kind of a reddish meat um, and their eggs are great. Um, I don't know what else I might get into, but, you know, like I said, we wouldn't be getting into the, the cattle right away. The other thing I look at with the land, um, more and more I start looking at it. You know, I really like the UP up north and in Michigan. It just, it calms me. It feels great when I get there. It just, like, it, it makes me happy. But the weathers are harsh up there. You know, it makes the growing season shorter, which means if you're trying to feed your animals off your land, you're not going to be able to get as much, so you're going to have to grow a lot more, so you're going to need more land. Now, would I feel the same way, let's say, uh, North Carolina? I don't know. I've never been there. But they do have a lot of the same stuff as in, like, streams, like clear water, streams, springs. The land's not horrible price there. Um, it is a lot more hilly. So some of the land may not be as usable, but you would have longer growing seasons. Um, you could plant more warmer crops than what you could here in Ohio or up in Michigan. Um, I actually even looked at some land that was for sale out in Arizona in the high desert. I've kind of ruled that one out just because the lack of water out there, you know, it's scarce now. They get most of their water in the monsoon season, so you'd have to collect the water and store it. Um... But, you know, it's been pretty dry out there. And how long is it going to be till they're not getting water? You know, and then there's no chance of you getting water. Because a lot of the wells out there, you have to go a thousand foot deep just to hit. So, kind of ruled that out. I'm kind of looking more right now. You know, I said I wanted to move up north. And I still do. But I'm not ruling out, like, West North Carolina and Tennessee. Both of those seem like decent places get some storms but not like the really bad hurricanes um but as i see some things for sale here i wouldn't be against staying here in ohio in the area i know it's just that land costs so much you know um there's a couple houses here that would be nice and would work one of them is uh my nephew's house it's got three acres but you know you're looking at a quarter of a million dollars for three acres and for that price, for 250000 or 275000 I could get just about 1000 an acre up in the UP. And, you know, that's a game changer. If I can go three acres 
or I could go 275 acres. You could do a lot with 275 acres. Um, you know, you don't even have to raise livestock because guess what? There's going to be a lot of uh, livestock on there. You know, deer, bear, um, lots of different kinds of things. So, um, you know, you have to look at kind of things like that. So for me, these are some of the things that I've kind of gone over in my mind tonight because um, where I work at, I had a job where I had a lot of downtime and kind of just had a lot of time to think. And I was trying to come up with a topic for tonight's, uh, or for the episode this week. And usually what I'll do is I'll listen to things, I'll watch some YouTube, think about things, and then just something just grips me. You know, I have a passion. It, it just burns inside me and I want to talk about that. But this week, Ohio can be gray and kind of dingy and kind of dull and kind of suck the life from you some days and this week has been one of those weeks you know i i'm already kind of been in a funk for quite some time now but this week was been a rough week you know i just didn't want to get out of bed i haven't had much energy um i did really enjoy uh tapping the maple tree so we'll probably talk about that a little bit but you know sometimes you just don't the passion isn't there so you kind of have to look at what you know about what you've been thinking about. So hopefully so far the podcast hasn't been too horrible for you and you've enjoyed listening to it. Um, but we'll get into the excitement I have over the, the maple syrup because this is the first time I've ever done it. You know, I, I thought about changing the name of this one and just going over the maple syrup and have it be episode 25, I'd tap that. You know, a little innuendo there, but... Um, it, it has been an interesting thing, and I've been wanting to do this for a while. And we have four maple trees on the property, and I'm pretty sure that they're not actually the sugar maples. So you can get the maple syrup and or the maple um, the maple sap from these trees, but it's not going to be sugary. So like the sugar maple, I think it takes 40 gallons of the of this the sap to make one gallon of the syrup. So, right now, out there, I think I have probably, let's see, I've got one full one, so four, and then three, three-quarter full ones, so, I don't know, four times four would be 16, so probably about 13 or 14 gallons so far, um, but we kind of got away where it's warmer, so it's not running as fast now. Now, later this coming week, it's supposed to freeze and thaw again. And so that should actually get moving and fill them up quick. These did fill up quick. I mean, this is, I had one fill up in 24 hours and the other ones are three quarters full in 24 hours. So that's pretty quick and awesome. I mean, these trees have never been tapped. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but it, it is pretty nice. Um, got me pumped. A little under the gun though, because uh, I wasn't preparing for it to be this much. So now I have to figure out what pans I can use to boil them outside and i have plans for sunday so that left saturday and saturday's got a 90 percent chance of rain so this might be interesting i've got some tin sheets i might try to set up to have the fire under it i don't know we're, we're just gonna have to play it by ear and here's one thing i was looking at the steamer table pans you know the rectangle stainless steel ones that would go into a steamer table because they have the lips on them and they're about 24 to 30 bucks a piece, at least on Amazon. But they wouldn't be here for like over a week. And from what I understand is you want to boil down the sap within a week because it can go rancid. So my plan is 
I'm going to go to the Salvation Army, the thrift stores. I'm going to see what kind of stainless steel they have there. Because I picked up some normal pans there, stainless steel, for about two, three bucks a piece. And that's what's in my camper. You know, I mean, it's a, a great place you can go to get things that I guess other people don't think they need cheap. And pans are awesome. You know, stainless steel, that that's the way I go. Um, I don't really do much with cast iron. And the only pan that I really use that has Teflon is the one that I cook my eggs in. Um, because that Teflon tends to start to crack and chip and you get, you're eating Teflon and that's not good for you. But so I'm going to go over there and see what they have probably tomorrow, maybe Friday. And see if they have anything. Even if I have to just buy normal pans, I want them to be more shallow and bigger. Because from what I understand, that creates more surface area so it burns off quicker. I also have to either get a new um candy thermometer or a hydrometer um i've seen both where they tell you, you need a hydrometer and the one that i watched where he just used a cookie one or a, a candy one and he finished them off inside his house and just got up to nine degrees i think it was above boiling and that was where the sweet spot was but i'm gonna watch a couple more videos at youtube university on that before we uh start the burn but right now i, I you know by then we could have Let's see, if I max them all out, I have eight, I could have 32 gallons of um, the maple sap. So that would almost be, when you're done, a gallon of maple syrup if that's sweet enough. But I, I just don't know how I'm going to cook all that because, like I said, I didn't figure with just four trees, three of them good size and one kind of smaller, that we were going to get enough to do this. I thought, yeah, I might, you know, maybe get a little bit, maybe half a pint or something once it's all said and done, but we'll see. And it's something new, like I said, you need to try new things, right? Uh, you don't want things to get stale and boring. But that's kind of in the plan for this weekend, so I'm probably not going to get much of the other stuff done. Um, talk a little fast, probably, but just because I'm tired, been kind of down, like I said, in the mind. And so I'm trying to say it all before I forget it because I've had a problem with forgetting things. I've actually had to stop the recording several times to think of the word sap instead of syrup, which when I get tired and exhausted, words kind of escape me and I can't say what I'm thinking. I kind of figured since I really didn't have a topic that I would end the, the episode with a little bit of a memory. So I got my first motorcycle when I was 15. Um, I had baled hay for a local family and made enough to purchase my first motorcycle. And I drove that thing everywhere because you know, I didn't have a license. So back then things were a little bit different than they are now. Well, I remember the, it was a summer day and I remember I was going a little fast and we have these railroad tracks back by our reservoir and there's three tracks there and it starts out at one level and then steps up for the next track track and then steps up for the next one so it's kind of like steps almost you know they're gentle i mean if you're going over in a car you slow down but it's not bad well i was moving a little too fast and i hit the first one and that caused my motorcycle to pop a wheelie which if you're not familiar with that that means the front tire comes off the ground and you're only right on your back tire which means you have no steering because all the steering is done with the front tire so instantly you know i thought to my mind i went that's it <laughs> it's over this is how it's going to end you know i 
I'm not going to be able to fix it because I can't steer. And I just kind of resolved that, you know, well, it is what it's going to be. So I did a wheelie on the first hill, hit the second one, it hopped me up in the air. Hit the third one, it hopped me up in the air even more. And I was completely off the ground coming off of the third one. And I landed on the back tire, and then the front tire came down perfectly straight, and I just kept on going. And I looked around instantly, you know, I, I stopped. I look around, nobody there to see it. I'm like, that has to be one of the coolest things I'm ever going to do on a motorcycle. And there was nobody there to see it. I guess sometimes you just have to trust that things are going to come out the way they're supposed to. And, you know, maybe if you try to fix it, you're going to break it in the long run. So just have faith and have trust. All right. Thanks for joining me for this one. Like I said, hopefully it wasn't uh, too much rambling and you got a little bit out of it. And I hope you join me for the next one. And remember, stay alive out there and keep on surviving. <laughs>